the lowest close of the year met by Bitcoin retreating towards $30,000. That is the top story. As it is time now for the world of cryptocurrency news in 15 minutes or less, and I'm not a financial advisor, I'm veteran newsman Gavin Dawson. Welcome in to the Crypto Daily News, available on YouTube. Please subscribe, plus podcast and streaming at Blockchain Radio. Go to blockchain.radio. Bitcoin's at 30674 down 3.5% over the last 24 hours. We'll get more on that in just a second in news you can use. BTC dominance is growing as the alts are taking more of a beating than BTC for the most part. It's at 44.9. The crypto total global market cap is down nearly 5%, 1.28 trillion. Crypto fear and greed index somehow is not in the single digits. We're sitting at 24, which is actually on the border of moving from extreme fear to just regular fear. Now, perhaps some of the paper hands have been squeezed out. Only the strong will survive. Winners and losers, though. Ethereum is approaching crucial support at 1800. It's down 6.8% at 1821. Binance sitting there at 281. It's down 7%. Doge down another 7 as well. They're at 17.5 cents. Polkadot is at $11.50, down 75% from its all-time high now, down 9% today. Solana, Terra, Kusama, all amongst those now double digits. Winners, well... Uh, in the top 100, we only have one. But Dash is a big winner, up 16% at over $137. Way to go, Dash. Do the bowl dance. Get it done. Crypto news you can use. And yes, more bearish sentiment permeating the space as we open a new week of trading. Sunday evening brought the lowest close in eight months. And now we're looking at crucial support and wondering... Will it hold? Volume continues to be low, and the possibility of the first daily close under 31 since January is now a distinct possibility. Bearish and bullish analysts are now fighting for control of the narrative. Some saying this thing is going to the low 20s. Others claiming this is a bullish setup, and the bottom always looks bearish when, in fact, we're on the brink of a reversal. Whatever the case, it is still chasing some people away. $50 billion worth of investments disappearing in the last 24 hours. Despite the downward action, we're actually armed with some pretty bullish news from over the weekend. Quite a bit of it we think you're going to enjoy here in the CDN. Willie Woo, Bitcoin bull, had a busy weekend, a thread on, on Saturday about who drives bull markets. Quote, it's retail that drives Bitcoin bull markets. When they stop buying, that's a bear market warning and they haven't stopped buying. It's his point that in the short term, whales get the party started, but it's the retail pattern that keeps the party rolling during a bull market, and they're not done, adding that in the last 30 days, whales have sold 4,000 Bitcoin, while plebs have bought 31,000 Bitcoins. Shout out to retail investors, man. The price is corrected over 50%. We're not running for the hills, but instead buying the heck out of a massive dip as it continues to come down. Enough people have learned over the years when the price is crashing, it's not a sign that Bitcoin is going to die, something that appeared possible in past trends. But now we've seen enough to be confident that betting this is just a cyclical thing and selling would be foolish unless you bought it super low. Then, you know, not financial advice could be time to sell depending on where you are in your life. Okay, next headline. As the crypto slump goes into its third month of bearish activity, we are starting to get perspective and context for how long this thing is gone. Equinometrics providing a, a lot of that context over the weekend with a tweet. It's been 95 days since BTC hit 64.5 and a major correction phase began. It's now the second 
second longest downturn inside a bull market, or uh, what many are still presuming is a bull market. Equinometrics tweeting, 95 days is still only half the duration of the big drawdown of 2013. That downturn was 197 days, which, if repeated, would put us at Halloween before we get a rally, concluding that while many investors draw comparisons to the 2017 market, 2013 is now looking like the cycle that most resembles what we are currently experiencing. News from a sentiment on what the whales are up to since May, accumulating over $3.2 billion worth of BTC, saying, quote, the BTC millionaire tier of addresses holds between 110000 and it keeps climbing. Since May 21st, the total amount of BTC being held by whales has increased by 100,000 coins. And as far as ETH, sentiment says Ethereum could bounce if it manages to stay above that 18. The firm adds that Ethereum's on-chain metrics are flashing positive signals, but it's still too early to tell if the price has in fact bottomed out. ETH's price action continues to linger around a bearish bias with it hanging on to a very important support. Now, bulls really need to step in soon for a bounce at the very least, else bears shall continue their downward, uh, downward trend. Grayscale making more news opening this week. That's our next headline here in News You Can Use. News that they have started their first DeFi fund over there at Grayscale. Uniswap's 49% of this bad boy. Ave Compound, Curve, Maker, Sushi, Swap, Synthetics, Yearn, and others in the basket. What this means, the takeaway, institutional money, getting very interested in DeFi. Grayscale wouldn't spend the time to get this bad boy on the market if there was not significant demand. In other Grayscale news, CEO Michael Sonnenschein reiterates with CNBC Squawk Box this morning, it's a matter of when and not if a crypto ETF is approved in the U.S., which is great, but we have been hearing that, uh, well, since the Winklevoss twins were getting their empire off the ground seven years ago, he added, we're looking for a couple of different points of maturation in the underlying market. That's the final stages of what regulators need to approve those types of products. Billionaire Mark Cuban has a new fave. Evidenced by activity on his Ethereum wallet, the public address became public when he announced last month he was the victim of a rug pull. People uh, did some investigation. Anyway, over the weekend, he added 75 Olympus tokens, which is OHM. He picked him up on Sushi Swap. Tyler Swope did a video talking about it shortly thereafter. He is staking the asset, now has 536 of them, which is just shy of $300,000. Uh, Olympus DAO is, is the project, and they're attempting to create a decentralized algorithmic reserve currency without being pegged to any fiat, essentially a stable coin without the dollar or other, or other federally governed currency. Cuban's wallet holds 93 other ERC-20 tokens with NFT uh, marketplace Rarible and global messaging token GMT being the largest. While the crypto slump continues, some projects are holding on better than others. One of those is Cardano. It's our next story here. Benjamin Cowan, a top crypto analyst, talking about why, quote, given the current market conditions, why has it not dropped more? I've explored running validators on a lot of networks, and I think Cardano is the easiest 
it's the easiest for validators for sure. And I think it's relatively easy for delegators as well. If people are not unstaking their ADA and instead are just continuing to either hold it or add to their stack, then it's going to reduce the sell pressure. Now the staking and unstaking is obviously not going to be enough to mitigate the effects of Bitcoin when it drops from 64 to 29. But the fact that it's still trading at $1.20, it's actually quite remarkable. He closed talking about something really smart that Cardano did to encourage others to get involved in staking. Quote, Cardano, they're really good marketers. They have these validators, and if you have a validator, then you obviously want to get people to delegate to stake pools that you are running. You essentially have a project that has made it so that people can earn interest relatively seamlessly. It's relatively easy to set up a validator, and then you are your own salesman. You are going out to your the people that follow you and telling them why they should jump on and stake their Cardano with you. So it's got an incredible network effect that way. Neighborhood Watch, where we look at what top tubers and tweeters are saying in this space and passing it along to you. A couple of great tweets to get here. First up, Iron Mike Tyson, one of the greatest heavyweight champions ever, asking his followers on Twitter, which do you prefer, Bitcoin or Ethereum? Michael Saylor commented on the tweet saying, Mike, I spent more than a thousand hours considering this question and chose Bitcoin. So far, I purchased $2.9 billion in BTC because I think it's the future of digital property. And then more from Santiment there, the crypto data feed for investors has a very popular Twitter account at Santiment Feed. Twitter's sentiment towards Bitcoin remains negative in the amount of volume and tone that our algorithm is picking up. Generally, when there is negativity, there is a higher degree of a price upswing to catch the crowd off guard. I'll drink to that. And I'll drink to you for checking out the podcast. Thank you so much. Cold beer coming right up. Salute. Remember, none of the preceding messages, financial advice, it's just news. Whether you're listening on YouTube, podcast, or streaming at Blockchain Radio, thanks for making us part of your day. And until tomorrow, for the GD Crypto News team covering the world of crypto one Satoshi at a time, I'm Gavin Dawson at ease.